Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. Every Wednesday at 3.30, we get the pleasure of talking with one of the key decision makers for the Suns. Usually, it's James Jones, the general manager. And this week, it is James Jones, the general manager, who stopped by for a few minutes to hang out with us here on Burns and Gambo. Talk about the Suns as they take on the Timberwolves tonight. James, good to have you back on the show, man. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's let's talk a little bit about the decision that, that Cam made. I'm sure you were involved in it, as were his, his medical doctors and the team doctors. The meniscus is that you could repair it, you could take it out. I've been through this many times with athletes. If you take it out, it's a, what a shorter recovery. You can get on the field, uh, back on the court sooner. But if you repair it, it takes longer. Tell me, tell me about the decision for him to with the meniscus and him being out for the next month or two i mean well it really came down to to cam and the doctors um deciding what was best um for him given the circumstances and and just the removal was the best course of action um the benefit of that is that he'll be back uh sooner um but that really wasn't a factor it was what was the best uh, course of action and that just happened to be the removal so now um, we'll we'll start the process of him um, being, you know, getting back on the recovery uh, trail, and, and we'll be cautious though. Um, we still have a long term outlook for him and for the season. The initial suggestion, the initial reporting, is a month or two. Is that about what you guys are thinking in terms of his return? Those, yeah, those, are, those recoveries can be anywhere from four to eight weeks. Um, you can come back quickly. You could. You know, take it and be extremely conservative. You know, so we figure somewhere between four to eight weeks, six okay. to eight weeks, somewhere around there, he should be, should I, be good. Yeah, I was, I was going to follow up. Is there anything specific to his situation that would lend you to think that it's more on the sooner side or the later side, or is it too early to know something like that? No, I mean, I, I think a lot of times those estimates are great for for just kind of as a benchmark. But the first three weeks of a recovery will determine a lot. And so if he's he's trending well, it could be shorter. Uh, but like I said, I, I think four to six weeks from now, we'll, we'll have a better gauge of just how far along he is. Let's talk about Chris. And, and, and again, same thing, being careful with Chris. That looked like an old person injury to me. Sometimes I, you know, I move the wrong way and my body hurts. And uh, it looked like Chris just you know, moved the wrong way on that. And the Philadelphia game only played the 14 minutes, came out. I'm sure it's very precautionary. But what kind of update do you have for us on Chris Paul? Uh, well, you know, Chris, to, today we thought that, you know, a, a couple extra days of rest would be, be better. You know, if this were the playoffs, if we need to play a game, um, he'd be ready to go. So, um, Chris, is, he's good. We just, we're just going to be cautious and take it slow. So you've got the game uh, against Minnesota today, and then Friday you have Orlando. Is it safe to say that he's probably going to miss the Orlando game as well? No, nah, it's too early to say. Um, he, he was a he's a day to day decision. Um, a lot can happen in forty eight hours. Um, and, and Chris loves to compete, so we'll, we'll see. Well, that's, uh, James, you, you're you've, you've got the patience of a saint. I mean, you 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 wait things out. You've done a tremendous job with how you've built this roster, and um, you know the depth is, is in question with no Jay and no Cam. Do you feel any pressure now to to make a move, a signing of a free agent? There's a bunch out there, or a trade to just to kind of give you a, another body for this for this time without Cam. No, I mean, I'm, I'm always monitoring that. But, I mean, I can't, you know, like knee-jerk reaction to just go and try to 
short term, just throw someone in the mix doesn't make sense for us. Uh, we have guys that have been a part of this and guys that are, are playing. You know, it's a tough spot for us, but we go as, as Chris, Devin, Mikhail, and DeAndre go. Um, you know, the rest of our guys have been been great. You know, I, I understand the Jay Crowder situation and, and being light with the forwards with Cam. Uh, we will address that at some point, um, but in the short term, we're just going to make sure when we address it, we address it with an eye towards the long term. So there are a lot of veteran free agents out there. The Carmelo Anthony, LaMarcus Aldridge, there's just a lot of guys that are out there. Is it safe to say that those guys are not on your radar right now because you're looking for a more longer term answer? No, I haven't I haven't excluded any of those guys. It's just, you know, like so many names and so many you know, players, where do they fit? Like, where do they play? How do they fit with us? You know, there, there are decisions and questions beyond just can a guy play? And so, um, like I said, we'll, we'll continue to look at it. This is a long season, and we do have an outlook that, you know, we need to be our best, playing our best as strong as possible as we reach the playoffs. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. So in light of any kind of move that might happen anytime soon, in your mind, what has to happen now without Cam in terms of the guys that you've got? Is there an individual or two that you're looking to step up, to do more? To How do you fill the void of Cam Johnson if there's not a move for another player, either through a trade or free agency? Well, I mean, with the team we have, we, we just need to you know, be extremely efficient and, and play better. You know, we need to make shots. You know, Mikel, Mikel, Devin, you know, Chris, DeAndre, uh, Campaign, Landry Shamit, you know, Jock, Dario, all those guys, all those guys have the ability to do more. Um, and we're going to need them to do more. I think you see right now across the NBA, um, you, you struggle to find teams that don't have six or seven, eight guys contributing consistently. It's not the same guy. Your top two guys, maybe your your third guy if you have one, they're the consistent scorers, but night in and night out, you're trying to find someone else who you don't expect to give you 15, 20 points every night, but you know, a chorus of guys can give you 7, 8, 10, 12 night to night um, in, in, in this league right now where there's a lot of parity and, uh, like I said, a, a youth movement, a youth shift where a lot of the, the established players are, you know, being, I say, beat by committee by a bunch of younger guys. So as a collective, we'll just have to be able to be efficient. You know, our margin for error is smaller, but until we um, take a couple steps forward and, and our, our roster gets complete, ho- completely whole and healthy, um, we're just going to have to lean on our guys who are playing these minutes to, to be productive. I'm glad you mentioned the word minutes. I, I know it was just one game, and I'm not going to draw any conclusions after one game, but Devin played an awful lot the other night against Philly, and he was really trying to will the team to a win there. Is that that kind of high usage for him specifically? Is that something you'd like to avoid in the coming weeks until you get Cam back? Well, I mean, it's, you know, the schedule dictates a lot of it. Um, whenever you go on the road, the first game of a road trip, guys want to get that first road win. Um, we lost Chris during the game, so you really can't adjust rotations on the fly um, for, and expect the guys that are, you know, potentially not getting minutes to get 14 minutes and and be a part of it. So I think we'll be better equipped going forward. But, you know, Devin's going to play 30-something minutes, and, and if we get a – you know, if we get the schedule days off and if we have some success, uh, we can monitor that. But, you know, our, our goal is not to play Devin 45 minutes a night. Um, he's he's, he's going to be able to play his normal minutes and, 
and guys like DeAndre and, and Mikel step up. I think a lot of people will look to see how DeAndre Ayton would react after the max contract offer was matched by you guys and you bring him back. I've always been a fan of his as an elite defensive rebounder. I've always looked at him as one of the elite defensive rebounders in his league. This year, I'm not seeing the same rebounding prowess that DeAndre's had in previous years. Are you noticing that? I mean, there's, there's been, you know, there's, there's, you know, the team's in transition. You know, DeAndre, we're asking him to do more offensively. We'll put him in different spots on the floor. You know, he's at the top of the key shooting three. He's away from the basket um, more defensively. You know, we switch him and, and use him out on the perimeter. So, I mean, I think it's just, you know, the the, the early part of the season. But I expect him to, to pick it up. I expect him to get back to his, his typical rebounding ways. James, we appreciate the time, as always. We appreciate the conversation. Best of luck to the organization tonight against Minnesota. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, James. James Jones joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.